Welcome to the Whole World Improv Podcast. This is a podcast all about improv, how we do it, what it means to people, and enjoying the funny stuff that comes out of it. We're from Atlanta, Georgia, and our home base is Whole World Improv Theater, the first and longest-running improv theater in the city. Here are your hosts, Whole World Artistic Director Chip Powell and Master of the Technical Arts, at least that's what he tells us, John Mahalik. How you doing, Chip? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, John? I, I am stuck again in the closet, and I'm, I'm well, not sure what to think of that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get you a studio set up here, so the next time you don't have to do that. I got to get better lighting. Oh, okay, thank you. Nice. You know, I, I think I'm the only single straight guy on 10th Street as it is, so being in the closet sends a weird signal. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Glad you guys could uh, join us today. Chip Powell, artistic director here at the Whole World Improv Theater. Uh, this is our 26th year in business because of nice folks like you tuning in to watch us here, listen to us on air, and attend any live performance that we have going on. But we've got a few. We'll be telling you about them in the future. So, uh, John, just to intro, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Oh, a little bit about me? All right. I've been with the theater a couple of years as a student, then I've been on the uh, Apprentice cast for about six years now. I got into improv after a brief stint in stand-up and doing open mics, and they're two completely different skill sets. But Wait. this this got me out of my comfort zone, and I just, yeah. I, I just loved it ever since. It does stretch you, and it does give you different skills. Yeah, we've got Monish coming on today, and he also was dabbling in stand-up, so we'll be able to talk to him about that as well. Um, so this was your idea. So tell me a little bit about, you know, why you came to me with this idea. What's the goal here? The goal is to tell a good story. And let's face it, the year 2020 just sucked. You know what? This is going to be a great year for the theater. I think it's going to be a great year for everybody. And we can tell the story of not just, you know, how the theater is going to respond or what it took to get through a tough year, but our actors also are so connected to improv and, you know, to get to know them, find out what improv means to them and to find out how did they get through that year with us? Yeah. You know, I, I felt compelled when you brought this idea to me to make this this about our performers and hear their stories, find out a little bit about them and share this platform to kind of have an outlet because it's so hard to just pick up the phone and call 44 individuals in our company. But I've, I've done it a few times just to check in with people. And it's not an easy task to undertake. At Whole World, in 26 years, we went from being professional actors putting this theater together. We were all working in the industry. Our first goal was to get a television pilot, which we did. And we successfully ran on Turner South, Last Hour Live, which was our show. It was a very huge undertaking and it really tore actors apart. It was emotional. But the one thing that stayed consistent was the quality of the show here and the process in which we teach people. And we, about 15 years ago, woke up and we're like, wait a minute, um, we've now trained doctors, lawyers, CEOs, business people, off the street people, and now they're in our show and part of our main cast. So we saw the climate change. 
And we saw it change through the training process that we used to train professional actors. And obviously we had learned early on that it would help in corporate workshops because what we teach is about listening and communicating with others, which is a great thing. Uh, you were talking about stand-up earlier, John, and you know, you want to talk about someone who goes to college and is the typical frat guy that films crazy, unusual stuff and then joins an, joins an improv troupe and really shines. I mean, he's gone from performer to main cast to MC extraordinaire. Please welcome Manish Tiaji. What's going on? Talk to us about that film you made in college. Well, there are several, but I think the one you're referring to is, of course, uh, the epic Thunder Dan 2. Um, sequel, of course, to Thunder Dan. Please uh, go and Google that right now. You can, you can Google it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can watch the trailer. It, it, it was a cult classic, for sure. Definitely an adventure. And 100% uh, did not know what we were doing, but we pulled it off. It's one of those rare movies that you're not lost in the plot. A lot of movies, if you don't see episode one, you're just lost in episode two. Yeah, that's because Thunder Dan 1, we like wrote the script on the back of like a history test and shot everything with one angle. So Thunder Dan 1, you don't really need to watch. Uh, but the second one has some, some legitimate qualities to it. So, you know, you get into improv. So why improv? I just loved, you know, making people laugh ever since I was a little kid. I've always enjoyed that part of creativity. You know, I did a lot of stuff that was like adjacent to improv, right? So like I did theater in high school. Um, I would do like sketches. And, you know, in addition to the movie you just mentioned, we made like some music video parodies that, you know, in early YouTube world, like kind of went like mini viral and stuff. And so I always liked doing that kind of stuff. I mean, my friends and I would do impressions and voices and all that kind of stuff. And it was just sort of a natural fit for all of that. I think like everybody probably on this podcast, like grew up watching SNL, grew up watching Who's Line, like that world was just always really intriguing to me. And I think, it, you know, there was something about improv where it's so pure and so like live in the moment. Uh, it, it just felt like such a rush. We'll get back to our interview right after this. If you want to see what Chip and I look like, and why wouldn't you? We're both pretty handsome guys. Catch us on Twitch, Thursdays through Saturdays. Subscribe to the Whole World Improv Theater channel. That's theater with an R-E, because we're fancy. And on Fridays at 7.15 is the You Overslept Show, better known as the Yo Show, where Black Lives Matter. And if you don't think so, then find another podcast. Now back to our interview with Manish and insight into the world's most exclusive club. Well, and, uh, speaking to the point of what John was saying earlier, right before this wonderful pandemic came along, you were dabbling in stand-up. It's always interesting when someone's doing improv and goes to stand-up and kind of understands the storytelling aspect of it. Whereas when we bring a stand-up into improv world for the first time, we have to go, hey, hey, stop telling jokes. It's not about jokes. And so there's a there's a weird crossover there. So like, Manish, what were you experiencing before the this all happened. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, they're they're definitely very different, and um, I think it probably would be easier to go from improv to stand up than vice versa. 
They're just so different. I think obviously stand up you're by yourself. Goal is to succeed individually by yourself on a stage, which is challenging and, and exciting in its own way. Whereas with improv, you're part of a team. You're part of a, a group of performers on stage. And if you're doing it right, your goal is to make the other performers on stage look good so that you all collectively succeed. So I think that's one big difference. I think the other one that I started to notice is the audience perspective is very different, right? Like in improv, they know that you're making it up on the spot. They know that like the suggestions they give you like 10 seconds ago are what you're, that's all you have to work with. So I think they're kind of like along for the ride with you as a performer. Whereas with standup, it's like you've had months to come up with this. You've had months to perfect every word. So the audience is more of like, a, okay, well, let's see what you got. I think that's the, the sort of audience mindset. So it's a whole different challenge, I think. It's fun in its own way, um, but it, it can definitely be like very daunting to have, you know, kind of grow up in one and then try to go to the other. I agree with some of that, especially the audience part, because yeah, the stand-up audience is more, okay, impress me. You know, the improv audience right. is already in on the joke. You know, there's a structure to a joke. You know, there's the premise and then there's the punchline. Did you find it difficult, you know, going into improv without premises? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think, I think that's what makes improv really fun is that you, you kind of just have to react to what you're given. And, and since I started doing improv really before I really got into standup, that was kind of my first starting point. I, I think what was more challenging for me was actually like going the other way and saying, actually, okay, I can't just like explore a premise to the end of time. I have to end it with a punchline at some point, right? To me, that was the bigger challenge, I think. And, and really like standup is much more of like writing than just performing. Like improv, it's kind of freeing in a way where you don't have to have any ideas or thoughts or preconceived notions. You can just kind of show up on stage, take what you're given, take what your scene partner's giving you and perform and create. Whereas there is a huge writing component, I think to stand up, which makes it very different that way. And I think that uh, the time you first came here and started working with us, of course, you won a lot of people over. And then you step away and you dive into college. And then you come back and you dive back into improv. And now you're a strategy consultant. So like, talk that journey through. That's a, that's a big journey. Yeah. It was wild. So, I mean, I had been at Whole World for, I think, about a year at that point, had just kind of moved up to main stage and was loving it. And everything was going great. And then I got into business school to, to go get an MBA. And it was kind of like a career crossroads at that point where I knew I wanted to do something different career-wise and, and business school would be a great way to do that. But there's a lot of stuff going on here that I really enjoyed that was hard to give up. But I did end up going to business school. I went to the University of Virginia and got my MBA. And as you mentioned, now I, I do work as a consultant. I was probably one of the few people in business school who had done anything like improv. I think in, in some ways though, that really helped helped me uh, well, for two reasons. Like one, like so many people come in and they're, you know, I worked at a bank for two years or I worked at a consulting firm for two years. And I had this kind of unique, interesting thing that I had done that would be a great conversation starter or just a great experience to talk about. Um, but then I think, and I truly believe this, like so much of what you do in improv, in the classes and in and, and sort of the way we teach things at Whole World really translates well to the business world. I know that's why we were so successful with like our corporate workshops and stuff, but it's, it's uh, the skills you learn are, are very transferable. So things like 
you know, listening, yes, anding this. I think the biggest one for me is this idea that there, there's like, you can guilt free, like explore an idea, right? Like you don't have to put some sort of like a barrier or a filter on yourself. I think like when you're a kid that comes naturally. And then as you get older, like you start to wonder like, oh, should I really say this? Or is this stupid? Or is this going to be funny? And there's this sort of like freedom, um, like a non-judgment aspect to doing improv where like, you don't have the time to like, filter all those thoughts through your head. You just have to react to what what's right in front of you. Um, and you have to get ideas out there and it, they may not be the best ideas, but as long as you get them out there, like your team can then help you to build something out of that idea. And that I think is like really transferable to like the corporate world where, you know, if you want to try to do something new or something different, you have to throw out ideas. And sometimes the first one might not be perfect, but if you take someone else's idea and don't react to it and shut it down, you know, but if you yes, and it and build upon it, that's the way you ultimately are going to get to something more interesting. And it's as true uh, I think in sort of the, the corporate setting or in the business world as it is on stage for an improv scene. So that was a weird way where like, even though those two things may seem really different that they kind of, um, at least in my opinion, sort of started to converge uh, after I, I went through that experience. You know, Chip, before we let Manish go, we just had an inauguration and Manish is known for a great deal of impersonations, but I think he already knows the impersonation that I think we have to let our listeners hear Bernie and the Mittens, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be that. Mr. President, how do you feel about people talking about your wife's outfit rather than your friend, Joe? Uh, well, well, here's the thing, John. Uh, the first, first you have to realize uh, that, that Michelle ha has an impeccable fashion sense. So uh, it, 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 it's no surprise to me uh, that that is what people latched onto. Uh, however, uh, I do think that perhaps uh, as our country goes through these difficult times, uh, that maybe we should listen a little bit more uh, to what Joe has to say. And, and I'm not going to say that, that I wrote Joe's speech, but I, uh, well, I offered him a couple pointers and, and I hope that he took them. And I think he did a great job. So, uh, you know, I, I think maybe uh, while Michelle does dress very well, uh, we should also uh, start to pay more attention uh, to Joe. Mr. President, during the inauguration, there's a lot of coverage about ex-presidents and how there's a little club of ex-presidents. What do you guys do at your club meetings? Uh, well, it, it, it usually goes uh, a little something like this. You know, last time uh, we met, we uh, we went out to dinner and, and we were at Chili's and I, I uh, the waitress came over and she walked away and I turned to George and Bill and I said, you know, guys, uh, this is a great example uh, of an American dining establishment that serves the people and, and has wit withstood the test of time. And, and I said, Bill, what do you think about this? And he said, well, I think, uh, I think that waitress over there was pretty hot. <laughs> what about, what about you, George? What about you? Uh, well, uh, I, I still can't figure out why this place is called Chili's. <laughs> and there's no chilies on the menu. So somebody do me a favor and explain that to me, please. That is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Manish Tiagi can be seen not only as a performer, but as a master of ceremonies. And you can see him on Twitch and you can see him when we start performing, hopefully very, very soon. Thank you, Manish. Hopefully. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Manish.
Thanks for listening to the Whole World Improv Podcast. One down, and we hope for lots and lots more to go. The Whole World Improv Podcast is a production of Whole World Improv Theater in association with Headspace Industries. The executive producer, writer, and cheap wine connoisseur is Chip Powell. The producer, writer, and everything else is John Mahalik. And we do mean everything else. He's even fixed toilets at the theater. Although I'm not sure that's something to brag about, John. Original music by The Gentle Readers. Please help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a review. Please, we're brand new. Whole World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com. And remember, it's tax deductible. So give freely so we can get better equipment. Additional writing and voiceover from me, Kate Arlo. (laughs) And it sure took John's lazy ass long enough to post this episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.